0: life is not to attain some imaginary ideal it is to find and fully use our own gifts that is a great quote by Gay Hendricks and such a great quote for our guest today welcome to heal conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Heal. We have Janine Gates with us today. And I say this every time, us like it's me and someone else, but it's just me today, no Brittany. Um, But Janine is here with us, me. (laughs) We're ready. (laughs) She's a confidence coach and a brand new podcast host, which we'll hear about a little bit later. Welcome to the podcast, Janine.
1: Thank you, Liz. I am so excited to talk about healing and what that looks like. And I hope to meet Brittany in the future.
0: Did you hear that, Brittany? Brittany, do you even listen to your podcast? I'm I just hope kidding. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sending this one to her. Um, I'm so excited that you're here. I, I When I saw that you were a confidence coach, I thought, oh, that person needs to be on the podcast because people may not know. I don't really, I advertise that I coach, but I don't even re- really I don't really promote it that much, but I called myself a confidence coach because I feel like we all just need to understand our, I don't know, power, our ability, our, I don't know, our worth. And that's really where it all started with me, just understanding my worth. I would love to hear everything about you, Janine. I'd love to hear your your life story. Um, How did you become a confidence coach? At what point in your life did you decide that's what you wanted to do? Um, I just really want to hear it all. So start wherever you'd like.
1: Thank you. I want to start where you said, understand our power and our worth. Women are so powerful. Yep. The world wouldn't survive without us. Nope. And I don't think we understand that. And we live in this society where we promote men, and they're strong, and they're this, and they're that, and they may be. But guess what? There is no one stronger than the woman.
0: No kidding. They,
1: they would not survive without us. Uh, when you no think kidding. about it, um, wouldn't exist without us. You wouldn't. That is for sure a fact. But when you think about women at companies yep. and the roles we play traditionally, and where we're going today, it is literally us making things operate. So yep. when you said that, I was like, yes. And at a young age, the things I got in trouble for was my mouth. I am a mouthy person. And I had a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, a lot of questions. Even in school, I had a lot of ideas and a lot of questions. And at a young age, that was a problem.
0: No kidding. Well, it let me off- just say in a school setting, that tends to be an issue. Whereas we're trying to create independent thinkers, we're not.
1: Yes. Um, and so I I always felt like something was wrong with me for, for a long time. Um, from my mouth, my skin color, I was always the darkest in my friend group or at school, I've always been the, um, the bigger person, I'm gonna use fat. Fat is not a bad word to me. If it's a bad word to any listener, I am sorry, but I am a fat woman. I'll use plus size as well. So I always felt a little different, a little yeah. like something wrong with me. Um, how sad so, is
0: that? How sad is that? I completely relate. I completely relate. I was having a conversation just recently with a few women, um, leaving. I think they were leaving the shop at the time the, after a, a class, um, and but all of us said at one point during this conversation, you know, when we look back at ourselves in high school and we think how fat we were, um, and and we look back now and we're like, there was absolutely nothing wrong with our body. You know, we were not larger than what is normal. We just had this perception that there was something wrong with our body.
1: Yep. 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 Yeah. yep. I. Um, yes, <laughs> that takes me to a story. So. Uh, I grew up, let, let me give you a little background. Absolutely. As as you, go wherever you it.
0: want to, Janine. <laughs> uh,
1: so, you know I, me, I'm
0: a tangent girl. I kind of go big. I bing. love
1: it because I'm like, I love this conversation. I definitely want to talk about the high school thing, but yeah. I think we will miss why I'm a confidence coach. So, I want to go there and then go to your high school statement. So, I grew up in a very fractured family, generational curses of child abuse, um, child neglect, foster care lack of education, just not set up with a strong foundation. And that was my reality as a kid. And things got really bad in my biological family's home, where I was removed from my biological mother and placed in foster care at the age of 10. And I I think it was the best thing for me. But when I was 10 years old, I didn't understand that. And I really wanted to go back to my biological mother. However, I was never fortunate enough, or maybe blessed, maybe I was blessed to not go back, right. depends on how you see it, but I never went hard back. to
0: understand as a 10-year-old, you know, yes. why, I mean, you might understand why to some level, but th- that's, that's a lot of um, adversity, that's a lot yes. of stuff to, to not be able to process. Lots of trauma. Yeah, lots of trauma, for sure.
1: And then I was in my first foster home for four years, and I, I thought that that might have been a permanent place, And then the foster mother really wanted to get rid of me. And I remember packing my stuff in trash bags and taking it from the house to the car. I think it was a van that we used to transport me to my second foster home. And then in my second foster home, I was there also four years. And um, in the midst of being there, I was off in college. So I lived in Oregon. I was going to college in Georgia. And I had to move as I was in college. And I was like, how do I do this? I don't even know where to go. And technically I was over 18, but I was right. still a foster child. And in the midst of this, I'm also going through a legal battle with my biological mother who threw me under the bus and did something illegal in my name and signed my name on documents. Um, and I remember trying to talk to my foster mother. She, an investigator came to our house and I wasn't telling the truth because I knew that I was innocent and I would just be like, nothing would happen to me because I didn't do the crime. And so she's asked me these questions. I was like, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. So then I have this, where I'm only talking to my biological mother and investigator about this, but I'm also needing to find a new place to live.
0: Right. Well, that's not a lot of things to do at, all, at, at once. Oh my As God, a very me. young adult who has gone through traumatic situations, who probably isn't emotionally prepared or Um, mentally prepared to deal with moving
1: and all of
0: oh my god oh my
1: god it was a lot and I remember thinking I didn't make it this far to lose it how is it that I was one of the first people in my immediate family to graduate I am one of the first people in my family to go to college and I get here and then I'm about to have a criminal record god you didn't bring me this far (laughs) you didn't bring me this far no why did he do that then And so I would be in my college dorm, which it's important that I paint this picture because you'll see where I'm going. But in my dorm, I had nothing on the walls. I just had my bed and the dresser that came there and things were just made up, like a bed was made. It was very, um, as if you're like temporarily living there. It was, and that's how I lived because I always was moving. And while I was going through this criminal situation, like I would be in Oregon talking to an investigator then I would come to college Try to do my college work, and it it was messy. And I will never forget. It was March or April. It was very. Uh, a friend and I wanted to go to Benihanas, and we went to Benihanas. We had a good time. And my as we came back from dinner, and we were on campus, my stomach dropped. I felt something in my gut, and I wanted to check my mail. And I was like, "Why don't you just wait until the morning?" But something in me just couldn't wait.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I checked my mailbox. And I see Monoma County Circuit Court. And I was like, okay. And I just hid the mail. Because at this time, no one outside of my biological mother knew I was doing for this. No one. I kept it a secret because she told me I'll be fine. I believed I'll be fine. I didn't do anything illegal. Um, And I went back to my dorm. And I, my mood shifted before I even got to my dorm. When I was right. talking to my friend, I was like, I'll talk to you later. I hope you have a great night. I went back to my room and I opened it. I didn't wait till I got to my room as I was walking to my uh, dorm, I opened it and I, my spirit crushed. It was a warmth for my rest. Oh my gosh. And prior to getting that piece of mail, I told the investigator, you don't need to send this to my college. You don't need to pick me up from college. I have been very honest with you. I have communicated with you every time you reached out to me, there's no need for this. Do not pick me up from college. So this is April or March or April. I get this letter. I'm not returning home until mid-May. Right. When they have a warrant for your arrest, you're supposed to turn yourself in immediately.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: And I just I bawled my eyes out, and I was like, "They're going to get me on college. This is going to be embarrassing." I'm very fortunate they did not. (laughs) Very fortunate. But when I got back home, I turned myself in, um, and we started this legal, going to court, talking to. Um, uh, the other side and we landed on a plea deal. And yes, I did get everything. My biological mother is squeaky clean from this incident. Um, but that was a transformational moment in my life. It was one of the toughest things I've ever been through, but it also taught me that I gave my power away and I yep. didn't feel worthy.
0: Right. I mean, and- we, we, a lot of people are faced with those, those forks in the road, if you will. You know, and we always we choose to go the way that we choose to go, um, and I know it was hard. I know it was hard. I mean, I don't, I can't relate, but I can understand that that must have been really scary and difficult. Yeah. But it, when you look back on on those major situations, those major events in our lives, I, I know this sounds Pollyanna or idealistic, but I do feel like we can find something that came out of that that is good something
1: you know absolutely and I also think that I don't I don't ever want anyone else to go through this situation but I think we've all hit our rock bottom we have all been in a situation where our power and our worth felt like we didn't have that and when that happened I said if you don't wake up and choose you you're going to end up like you don't want to be You have did You come to that. You You were so
0: young. How do you come to that, um, realization or have that epiphany at that age?
1: Well, I was, I always tell myself and other people, I was a mom the day my biological mother had additional children. So Mm -hmm. I was forced to grow up very quickly. Like Mm -hmm. I had three siblings. I was in charge of getting them ready for church and taking the church with me again. We only lived together until I was 10. I mean, that student. doesn't
0: mean like just, and there are a lot of kids that have that situation, but that doesn't mean that they're at 18, 19, 20, or however old you were at that time that you made that decision to put yourself first, that they would be able to do that. Like you, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah. But you did it.
1: I did. And I, and also I surrounded myself around women mentors. Oh, good. Um, I was out, I was, I was a very, a, advanced teenager I had a foster mom who really wanted me to be very professional so I was speaking at different events but inside of me I knew that I wanted more yeah. I knew that I was destined for more so I think it's something that I just had in me too yeah um and I also had a maturity because I had to grow up so quickly.
0: Yeah. Well, and good for you. Jeez. Thank you.
1: I, thank you. I, today I look back, I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. I said, yeah, I and many. that's the like, other
0: thing. A lot of people have a hard time saying, I am so proud of myself. Oh no,
1: Mm-mm. not after the shit I've been through. Oh no. Oh, I'm my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> biggest. <for> you. <laughs> thank you. And so when that happened, I was like, you, you, you have to choose you. What does that look like for you? And I, a changed environment will change your life Mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted more and I knew I was ready for more and so it was how do I start enforcing my boundaries and not feeling guilty and I didn't have a hard time with that because I hit rock bottom and I thought I was going to lose my life Mm -hmm. I thought that I would not be successful I had so many suicidal thoughts days moments months and what saved me is that my now adopted mother allowed me to lean on her heavily. Mm -hmm. And she provided that emotional support and that parental support. And then I had a supervisor, at the time I was going through this criminal record and he was a politician. And you know, stories about politicians and what they do. So I was encouraged to tell him. And I was on summer break in Portland. He's a politician for Portland. And I shared with him, hey, I have this legal battle I'm going through. I'm going to step away from working for you. And he said, no, you can still intern here. And I said, well, I'm afraid of the stories that would be told about you associating with a criminal. And he like, Which he you like, no, by the I way. weren't, I was not a criminal yet. I mean, I'm, I, I didn't have a, like, yes, I was not a criminal yet. I was not charged with anything. I yeah. was, I was, I didn't feel like I was guilty until innocent either through this whole process. I felt like I was guilty from the day the investigator, met with me like the way she came and she did her job mm-hmm. and so he's he bet on me and he allowed me to intern for him twice he put me in rooms that i would never been in with anybody else mm-hmm. he rooted for me to this day we still talk if i need a ref recommendation he, i can call him and he will do it and because of those two people i was really able to see that oh my god you're so powerful and you're so worthy Mm -hmm. you have to believe that for yourself they only Mm -hmm. could take you so far and when people would ask me something I didn't want to do it I would say no and I had no shame I would I would ask myself what is it that you want to do
0: yeah
1: and then I would proceed based on that versus oh I gotta do this because they really need me I gotta do this because they don't have this I have no kids I have a dog (laughs) that's the only person responsible for me she's not a person, but that's the only thing I'm responsible for. Yeah. I don't. That's a lot. You know, my, my little five-year-old who's forever toddler is sometimes a lot. And I say all that to say that I had to choose me because if I didn't, I was still giving my power to other people right. and I was still feeling invisible in my life. I refuse to feel invisible in my life. I did a mass, a free masterclass for uh, people who enjoy my work. And I had asked the women, how many years have you felt invisible in your life? And to see some of them say forever, always, I still, still do. right? Still do, and I was like, I have been there and I'm, I'm letting you know, life is so sweet. If the woman who spent 50 days in jail, who owed debt, who lost herself, who experienced sexual violence. If I can tell you life is sweet, I truly believe life is sweet for you too. Yes. I, I used to hate when people say, if I've been through this and I did it, you can too. But it's because we have faith and we see something that you may not see. And so- yes. Hope, and really... faith.
0: Hope and faith are two great big things that we all should have, you know? Yes,
1: yes I believe we're all meant to have a good life. If we yeah. believe and we're willing to get the help we need to do it
0: put ourselves first
1: really yeah you can't do it on your own you need help you yeah. need help but you need to be vulnerable and I feel like as more of us be vulnerable online and vulnerable in our podcast and vulnerable in our newsletters instead of trying to be perfect we are inviting other people to be vulnerable and build community with us and that's what we need in order to be transformed
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we also need to believe that we deserve it and that's usually I think we're 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 programmed into believing that, um, you know. I, I think you started to 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 touch on it at the beginning of the podcast, or maybe was it? Did we where were you recording then? <laughs> we're talking about how powerful women are, and uh, you know, sometimes we don't feel that, or we're taught that we are not that, or you know, just go over there and just be quiet. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know, you're hysterical. Uh, you're so emotional, you're Mm -hmm. so sensitive. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why all of those things are so bad Um, to be sensitive and emotional. Maybe hysterical, (laughs) but passionate. I mean, the other side of that to me, the same meaning for me is passionate. You might call it one thing, but I think if I am getting all excited about something, then it's because I have, I'm passionate about it. So,
1: but you know, men are the same way. I mean, Yeah, well, reading, God forbid we point that out. Right. I mean, like if you read like The Big Leap and other books and you see how CEOs throw fits, throw fits, if they don't accomplish the goal, they may slam the table, they may yell at their employees. Yeah. Yeah. We are humans with human emotions. That's right. And we're not going to continue to play the pretend game as if men are strong and they don't have emotions as well. They, right. do. they do. They do. Awesome. The,
0: they also need the permission to be able to hear that and to know that they should feel and express
1: yes and i think that women who are told because i'm a i i am an emotional person i will own that i i truly believe that about myself but before i believe that about myself people talked about that as if that was a bad thing for me yep and i think it's important for women like us who have been told that we're so emotional that we need to hear men are emotional too because yeah. we're go-getters we want to be successful we want to be and however we decide to be successful we want to be happy yep. we want we want freedom which oftentimes a lot of men are born with that and so for me when I heard oh men are emotional men get attitudes and they do shit too it was like Janine you are you you're free <laughs> you're wonderful you're you that's and I think right. we need to hear that because we think it's just a woman issue and it's not we're nope. humans with emotions I mean my dog is emotional at times
0: oh my gosh don't even get started with me and my animals
1: <laughs> like we all have emotions
0: yep yep oh that's I want to go back to your
1: high school comment oh
0: gosh yes
1: and talking about not I need a
0: drink people. for that it's just water everyone <laughs> that's all it's just yes we drink
1: your water <laughs> um I so my second foster mom was very uh critical about image
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I came to her at 14 years old yep. and who I was and how I came to her was not her ideal of beauty um, in the sense that I went to a speech class at a local college to teach me how to talk. Um, I was never illiterate. I never had a teacher tell me that I needed some speech help. So I, it wasn't because I was dumb. Um, I think she, there's an image that she wanted. I was encouraged and I know this is not video format, but I wear my hair very natural. I is not, I don't have naturally straight hair. I have a, some kinks, some naps and some curls. Um, today is not that way. I have it twisted. It
0: looks beautiful. I um, like that. Thank
1: you. <laughs> and that was not how I wore my hair when I, I often
0: wear, I often wear my hair like this.
1: Yeah. Twisted hair is cute. I love it. Um, <laughs> And she wanted me to wear my hair straightened, so I wore my hair straightened all the time, which means I was constantly using a flat iron heat. I had heat damaged um, my hair was so unhealthy when I got to college. And when I got to college, I went natural for sure, for real, I mean. Good. And uh, I started Weight Watchers at fourteen. Oh no. Um, she thought that skinny, straight hair and being able to that was the ideal look,
0: right? <laughs> that, was that was the ideal
1: quote look. Normal. And I think. Yes, and I think for some families that's survival—that is survival—to fit in.
0: Well, think I'm, You know, I think about um, what she must have gone through in her. Yeah, I'm not make, making any excuse for that, yep. but you know, think about what she must have gone through in her life to feel like she needed to enforce that on,
1: on you. She was an investment 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 banking, so.
0: So image yeah. probably was a lot to her.
1: Yeah, image was a lot. Image is a lot for a banker. So yeah. I get where. I get what she was doing. I, I understand it. Yeah. And what I want to say is that that tore my confidence apart. No kidding. And when, everything
0: you are is wrong.
1: Yes. And I see, I see these images still and these comments still about how children should look, how adults should look, how we should dress. And we're tearing people's images apart. Yep. And so it me when I was in high school at a size 14, is that really big? No, those are that's my and, aspiration. <laughs> hello, and so here I am thinking at a size fourteen. I'm too. I'm too much. So I got down to like a a size ten. Oh
0: no, in the yeah. Summer
1: because I was because I was so forced to be on everyone's diet. I did Weight Watchers. I did low carb. I did this, whatever you can name. I probably did some variation of it. Yes, and I did that for years. And as a high school student, you're I just. You know, Liz, I talk about how when I have my babies, they're going to be so spoiled, and I don't care. <laughs> the world is their oyster. Eat, of course, I want my kids to eat healthy. I will provide healthy food, right. but I don't want to monitor their food. I right. don't want to make comments about their bodies. I don't want them to feel less than or compare themselves to other people. Right. I look at my nibblings, which is a gender-neutral term for your siblings' children, so we call them nieces and nephews, um, and I see. Can you please repeat that, that word
0: again? Is it nibblings?
1: Nibblings, yes.
0: Oh my gosh, I hadn't heard that term before. I learned it
1: when I was doing this fundraising for some uh, social justice projects and a woman said nibblings. And I was like, explain that to me. And that's how she explained it. But it also allows for LGBTQ kids to know that they're able to be free. So mm-hmm. I use it with my nibblings. And, I, and they are between the ages of four and almost 12. And there's a quite a few of them. Like we, we almost have every age from four to 12, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear them talk about people calling them fat or they call someone ugly or all these image things. And I'm like, it starts so young.
0: Oh, I it taught kindergarten. So I taught yes. kindergarten for a number of years and, and you wouldn't believe how young it starts.
1: Yes, and how Um, I was at my church two weeks ago and a mom was talking about her daughter and her daughter's really smart and needs to be, and they are encouraging her to skip a grade. And her mom was like, I want her to be humble. I said, you're raising a daughter who by the time she gets in first grade, her confidence is going to go down. Why not boost that as much as you can right now? Mm-hmm. So when she gets into school and they try to tell her she's not smart, <laughs> I'm not smart, but I skip a grade. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like we ha- I am highly encouraging people to make some confident kids
0: it's my goal it's one of my goals so I had a one of my friends reached out and I just like I was telling you before we were we recorded um I was creating this uh group for for kids ages five to seven and she reached out and she said would you consider doing an empowerment um workshop or series for for girls specifically although I you know I'm open to any but um for like ages eight to 11. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could totally do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I could totally do that. And I, you're right. We should be building up our kids, building them yes. up, building them up.
1: Yes. Yeah, so you know, life start... is going
0: to tear them down. So why not build them up?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like when they get out to the outside world, yes. they're definitely going to hear messages of how they don't belong. They're not skinny enough. Hair's not straight enough. Whatever it is. Yes. Um, And if they can get it at home, that they're beautiful, why not? Like, why not? Instill them
0: early with those beliefs of worth and right. And beauty and love and unconditional love, really.
1: Yeah. So I start off, how did I get into confidence coaching? So I started off always being a mentor or help to other people um I enjoyed probably were
0: like flocking to you do you attract people naturally
1: I I would say yes I had a problem with that um (laughs) I told my uh mom I was like I think people this was some years ago I think people come to me and they zap me for my energy or they like cling on me and she was like you have a spirit that's helpful or she I don't remember the words but I just remember her telling me embrace that I have something there and that was then also
0: make sure you have those boundaries too where you're like no
1: (laughs) her telling me that has helped me in my business because I am here to serve women and it's like borrow my confidence borrow my energy borrow my help until you have your own and it allows me to serve women and let them I don't want to say I'm a mother bear. I'm a big sister. It allows me to embrace them, hug them, and let them take this energy so that they can go out and be their most authentic self. So yeah. it serves me today. But when it was my personal life, my friends, and grown ups, and any and everybody doing that to me, it was draining. Yes. But now that I use it in a way that allows me to be a natural leader, yeah. I love it. Um, so I, I don't mind. it.
0: What a great like way it. to look at it because you know I feel like I, I feel like I allow. Um, others to zap me of my energy. And I do put up boundaries and I do try to, you know, um, I do, I do actually, I'm getting really good at boundaries. I teach people all about it, but I'm not always the one to enforce it on my own. Um, But you're right. If I use it in a way, like the, it's the intention. The intention is that I'm going to share this energy with you. So until you have your own, I love that. And then it is, you know, when you're ready to use yours, you use yours. Um, I really like that idea.
1: Yeah. It's really helpful. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it was, it's been a blessing because I remember struggling with friends and feeling like I'm different. I'm weird. Like why is everybody zapping me out? And I think part of it is that I've been very fortunate to have someone rooting for me. I think Mm -hmm. that's why I think it's so important. People are afraid of getting help rightfully so we have been so bruised and i wrote a a story on instagram the other day you're not responsible for your past you're not to blame for your past but for today right now you are responsible for and your job is to heal when i read your about your podcast i was like oh my god yes 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 because <laughs> you're encouraging people to heal yeah or at
0: people. least open their mind to different ways instead of you know thinking there's something wrong there's nothing wrong with us we just need to uncover who we really truly are and sometimes those layers that we're taking off of ourselves need some healing (laughs) you know they need to be processed they need to have understanding and some grace and compassion around those layers and then we can find out who we really are let those go Have,
1: have yes have you ever read that uh meme or that phrase people are in therapy for what other people did to them
0: no but it's it's interesting
1: <laughs> oftentimes those are in therapy is because someone did something to you and if yeah. that's the case then how are you flawed how are you wrong how oh are you my gosh that? that's
0: so true And you know there's another there's another one um there's another there's a quote by oh my gosh i don't remember his name uh but i've said it a lot lately and it reminds me a little bit of this what you just said and it's we don't respond to what's happening to us in the present moment even though you know we're reacting we respond to our past I read that this that? week what's that you read that this week somewhere this week i read that and it's so true because- right it's all those triggers it's all that stuff like wh- why did i respond that way why did i react that way let's Let's get down to the root of it, and it's when was the first time someone treated me the same way, like the first time that you can recall. Yeah. And usually, you're probably about five, six, seven. Okay, maybe I'm just talking about myself here, but it's from the
1: past. Yeah. No, yeah. you're talking about most of us from the past. Yeah. And when you heal, your response is different. It's not always anger, unless you unless you cut me off on the road and I'm going to hunt that horn and I'm like. Janine is it worth your time relax your shoulders take a few deep breaths but oftentimes the way you respond to things you're like is it worth my time yeah like the other day I was uh in the grocery store and I already don't like grocery shopping so my thing is how can I get out of here quick and easy yep and this woman just cut me and I said Janine are you in a rush no are you okay yeah are you gonna just let her go sure yep and I, I tell just you, I welcome,
0: like I welcome those triggers, like those reactions, those visceral. I really do, because now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, why did I react that way? Yes. What does what bothers me about that, whatever that person did? What bothers, because and I, I really to... am, I'm able to figure it out. And then yes. I'm able to like say, okay.
1: Because the old me would have been like, excuse me, you didn't see me in line. I'm here, you need to get behind. Me. The new me was like, me, is it, do you even want to go there? Because my thing is, when you go there, you tend to tense up your shoulders and your neck, and it's cramped and you're frowning. That is a lot of pressure and stress on your body. Where yeah. you talk yourself through this and say, What do I want to do in a healthy way? You
0: rewire your whole brain to react differently. Yes. Your
1: me and I was fine. And yeah. she said, Oh, excuse me, are you in line? And I said, I am. I said, But how about you unload your groceries and you go ahead? And I Felt like, oh my God, Jenny! I bet you. Okay, so we're
0: talking about memes. You see the one where there, um, it's like you know when I let the spider out. This is what I I look like. I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can't do it justice. But it's funny. Like when you make a different decision, you're all of a sudden this wonderful, glorious
1: person, which you are. But But Liz, (laughs) can I say you are my girl? You are my girl because you and I will mess up a meme i will mess up a phrase to i'll be saying something my mom's like listen as long as it oh. makes sense if hello or if you know what i'm talking about let's just keep rolling but right. you're i had to say that i love it <laughs> but i haven't seen that meme
0: <laughs> i love memes i love memes so very much i'm addicted to them i think um listen janine i think i'm gonna take a quick break only because i think it's time um but we will come right back is that okay you okay let's take a break let's quick breathe break. Quick break. We'll be right back. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at mainstreammeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Thank you for coming back. I am still here with Janine. She has not left me.
1: I am not leaving you.
0: (laughs) Remember, we're here with Janine Gates. She's a confidence coach, and she's a new podcast host. I'm so excited to hear about both of those things, especially your podcast, because I'm going to start listening to it right when I get off of this, um, recording. So we, where did we end up in your life? You were, you were, oh, you were cleared from your, um, you had gotten past your legal stuff and then. Yeah. And then we talked a
1: little bit about my high school, yeah.
0: Oh, because but, of my high school comment, that's
1: right. Yeah, but no, it's fine. I, I love the idea of jumping around and sharing stories uh, where we can. So, um, at, yeah, after that, I I still was always mentoring young girls and women. Like, How
0: did you start doing that after college? At what age were you when you started working with people?
1: I started okay it started really on the playground because I was taught that if students were not playing with each other or yeah. students were look like they might have like felt left out it was yeah it's our job to invite people in so my biological mother only has four children four we would always have eight or more children in our home yeah. at any given time you're and so very, we,
0: inclusive. We're yeah. very
1: inclusive we're very inclusive I have a story for you, Liz. You want to hear one? It's kind of embarrassing, but when you're a kid, you get to do these embarrassing stories that are not, that are okay, but you're corrected. So we always had kids in our home. And I remember one time we had these kids in our home for days and they wouldn't like necessarily always stay the night. They would come have dinner, leave, just come. And I love my peace and quiet. I love my peace and quiet. I, I, I'm an introvert and so one time I said to my biological mother when are they going to go home and stay home and she said don't you ever say that any child that ever wants to come into this house and be in this house they can wow. and so I was taught that early on that we embrace each other we are yes. a big family and so um sorry I keep pausing I'm sure you can pick up on the background noise
0: <laughs> you're fine don't I please don't worry oh. about it Janine just keep going tell us our story
1: <laughs> So. Um, I always had a love for including people and I didn't yeah. want to see people be bullied or left out. And I, I became this big sister to a lot of people. So it was my, just
0: natural. It just came natural, naturally to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. And I didn't always embrace that because I ha- was responsible for my siblings. So yeah. I knew that I always wanted a, a bigger family, like multiple children. I went to adopt. And then I was like, I don't want kids because taking care of people is a lot of responsibility, but I think this is because my childhood, but naturally I am a caretaker. I do enjoy helping people. Yeah. I do want people to be happy, not at the expense of my happiness. Right. But, and so that's how I adopted that. And then I really knew I had a love for it when I was in high school and I was helping young people. Sorry, I went to a high school and I graduated and I would come back and I would help young people apply for college. And I was like, you can go to any college you want. Let's apply to them. And wow. students say, well, I only have a 2.5 GPA. There's no way I'm going to get into this school. And I shared I share the story. Well, you know, I wanted to go to this top school and I heard, someone told me that I couldn't get in. Like that's like, what do they call a far reaching school? Yeah. And I got in and got an almost full ride. So I said, you never know. Colleges yep. are looking at the entire person, not just your academics. So let's apply. And then while I was in college, I would mentor K through 12 students. I would do these enrichment activities and it lit a fire in me. Yeah. But I didn't know how to make that a career. So I offered free courses and free things all the time
0: yeah and
1: I was like what it, how do you think this a business because I raised a million dollars in seven months for an organization I was like I'm not doing that again I need to figure out how can I have my own business how can yeah. I be responsible for the message how can I make sure yeah. it aligns with my values all and you my right goal? yeah because sometimes when you do fundraising it's a little grimy and stretched and mm-hmm. how can you try to be yeah. that sometimes I feel that more. way
0: about my own business I'm always just promoting and promoting and promoting <laughs> and
1: yeah well and that's then right. <laughs> um, I hired a business coach and I said oh people actually do this for a living and this was in 2020 um into 2020 and then 2021 I hired another one and then this year I hired one and I was like Okay, this is a real thing, and now I do it for my full time job, and I get to help women feel visible in their life, enforce their boundaries without feeling guilty, and choose them in their freedom.
0: I can I, I think of three people off the top of my head who could really use your guidance.
1: At least that's uh, how I feel. <laughs> I love that. I would if you refer them, I can give you a special gift.
0: Oh, you don't have um, to give me anything. Being here in the podcast is is enough.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. And so,
0: so how can if someone wanted to contact you regarding your coaching how would they do that
1: yeah so i am on instagram at engine yep. gates i'm also you can be in my email um yeah and you can come there and oftentimes i'll have a master class for free for you to join That's so you can amazing. see what i do um currently i um so i am a child of gods like i'm a christian i believe i love um, I call myself a Jesus rebel um, in the sense, not a Jesus rebel, but, you know, Jesus served the least of us and um, the people that we often want at our dinner table. And so I, that really sits with my values. But the other day I was just super grateful for my life, super grateful and super thankful for how I get to live my life and how yeah. I'm very fortunate. I am surrounded by love and people who pour into me. And as I was ref- doing my silent meditation, I heard God tell me, offer five women some free coaching. So right now I'm giving five women an hour of free coaching. If that's wow. something, if what I've said right now resonated with you and you're like, I need your help, sign up for it. You will leave with some value. You will leave transformed. You will leave with tools so that you can live the life you really desire. I love as, that. As a, life is so sweet and so precious. Sis, I need you to believe. I need you to get around people who believe in you, and fly. Yeah, Let's let's fly.
0: I love that. Thank you. That's so great. You could definitely have such a beautiful soul, and I'm sure that people who um, interact with you feel that, and that is why they're so connected. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now That's tell us best a little.
1: bit one can get.
0: Oh, is this all you you do? Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. You just started.
1: Yes. I released episode two yesterday, so it is very brand new. Yeah. Also, a little story. Let's talk about fear and like Uh not believing in yourself. So in 2018, I took a podcasting class. I went to learn how to do a podcast. I bought some of the equipment, and it it felt like it was a lot. And I was like, I don't want to have to necessarily edit. I don't. Your voice goes up here, it goes down here. It was just too technical. And I'm very
0: technical.
1: and so I was like you know what I'm not gonna do it because it it just seems like it's too much and something I can't do mm-hmm. and then I was talking to my business coach uh this month and she's like have you ever thought about my podcast I said yeah I took the class and everything and I did nothing with it and so she walked me through it a little bit and she said try so I did my first one my first episode's not my fave I had some headphones in and it sounds a little muffled I did my second one and I can't stop talking about it so it's definitely I wanted to be cozy feels like girlfriends in my living room with our favorite beverage in our hand and chatting. And we talk about all types of topics. And at the end of the day, it is for us to live our most authentic life.
0: I love that. And tell everyone the name of it.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes. Thank you. It's called Your Life, Your Rules podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else you listen.
0: Oh, I love that. Your Life, Your Rules. That's just the way everybody should live.
1: Yeah. I mean, as long as we're
0: not hurting anyone. I agree. You have to be careful what you say on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything else that you want to share with the listener before I ask you the three questions that I ask everyone at the end?
1: I think my, the last thing I want to share is what you're going through today does not have to be your tomorrow. And I don't want you to feel like stuff is hard. This is going to be my story there is so much sweetness and goodness in life. I need you to believe. I need you to find the goodness in your life. Even if it's just one little thing, I'm thankful someone bought me lunch or I'm thankful I saw so-and-so. Hang on to those moments. Yep. And as you hang on to those moments more and more, and you live in those more and more, and you appreciate those moments more and more, your life will get sweeter.
0: Oh, things shift for sure. Things shift for sure.
1: Yes. Yes, what you're going through today does not have to be your tomorrow. Heal sis, heal. This podcast is good for you, heal.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to listen to your podcast. All right. Yes, I'm getting in the car after this and I'm going to plug it right in. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: And before we leave, I want a photo of us because this this time we've spent together mm-hmm. has been so enriching and so life-giving. Um, before we start recording or before we even talk this morning, I was super excited for our time together.
0: Oh, me to too.
1: Myself, what are you so excited for? You've done multiple interviews now. What is it? And I could not pinpoint what it was. Yeah. But after spending however much time we spent together, it's your spirit. It's your guidance. It's your, your welcomingness. Oh, thank um, you. And so I'm so thankful for our time together and really what you're doing. And I oh, cannot thank you, Brittany, because if you're this good, I know Brittany is too. Oh,
0: Brittany. <laughs> Whenever anyone brings her up and says good things about her, I get so emotional. That's your baby as you should. Yeah. That's yours. Yeah. She's a good kid. And she's not even a kid. Sorry, Britt. She's a good lady. Oh, you know what?
1: I, I feel like parents will never stop saying their kids aren't yeah. kids. It's, I, it's I am so, I,
0: I am really blessed. I really have was blessed with her. Um, I think she saved my life. So Hmm, I love that. It's you for us. You are the girl, (laughs) Brett. She is. If she was only here, (laughs) if she could only hear it,
1: (laughs) you will have to listen to this.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for saying that. I feel the same way. I do feel like anyone who's listening can hear the love that you have just vibrating through your whole being so thank you
1: thank so you. much i appreciate you so much thank you your compliments are first of all i'm a words of affirmation person so they, they will always feed my soul but i've always said that how i see christ with feet if people see me that way i'm doing a damn good job yep, yep. and my job is to make this world a better place yep. yes i've been bruised yes i've been injured yes i've been let down but i don't want to be that to somebody else and so right, right. your compliments speak to the identity that i Believe I have. So, yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. I cannot thank you enough. Thank for you.
0: you. This could be our last episode. I don't need to record nine more.
1: <laughs> no, people still need to heal and hear the story. Come, stories. Back, come
0: <laughs> back in December. Okay. I usually ask people three questions at the end of our podcast. So, okay. you probably are prepared for it, but you better not be ready. I don't think I am because I don't know the questions really. Ooh. I mean, when I know you, them, when, but I don't. When you feel most peaceful, what is it that you're doing?
1: Walking my dog in nature.
0: Oh nice. What's your dog's name? Daisy. What kind of dog is Daisy?
1: Daisy is a Chihuahua Pomeranian terrier poodle mix. And I love her. That's my girl. But when I first met her, she was not the cutest. So people are like, uh, oh she's cute. she must you're be lying. loud. Is she loud? Oh my god, is she? <laughs> Okay. This week I was having this. I'm not going to do this for all the pet lovers. I'm not going to do this, but there's a surgery. You can have so your dog stops barking. No, no, noise. no. It has crossed my mind this week. Of course I'm not going to do it, but that girl is chatty. Kathy.
0: Yes. I can imagine it's the Chihuahua <laughs> and the Pomeranian. <laughs>
1: I think oh, it's- there's a lot to say,
0: but I have, I have, I have two dogs and I have a cat.
1: What and- kind of dogs?
0: with their beagle mixes but you know of course they came from the the the, um the uh oh my gosh yeah they came from the uh shelter sorry that's okay great to help you thank you they came from the shelter and one of them is is neurotic she has i'm not even like kidding she has she had two or three families before us and she was not treated well so she doesn't she has some issues and she doesn't forget. So I feel so bad for her, but she loves us. You know, she's a sweet little thing. Um, and then there's Lucy, who I adopted in 2015 from Kentucky, who was bought at a um, an auction to be a hunting dog with her siblings. And she was so timid that the hunter, person who bought her, um, tied her and her siblings to the back tree until someone could pick them up then so she's a wreck so, <laughs> but they are so loving and then there's wow, kramer I feel you. oh the cat is 20 and he is just 20 yeah he just peed on my new walking sneakers that weren't cheap and i'm just like kramer you're lucky that you i love animals
1: 20 years old wow that's
0: that's a good life that's a good life he is so needy as an old man and um My animals are nuts. Like I I am on their beck and call. Like I open the door, I go back, sit down. They want to go out again. I open the, like I am, I could not get a full-time job at this point because I'm not sure they would survive.
1: So I just became a full-time coach, just became a full-time coach. Like I'm, I'm a month in actually a month in. Yeah. But I mentioned that to say, I was afraid of what you're going through. So I leave every day. I leave my dog for hours still. You're not getting used to, you're not bossing me around. Every yep. night at 8 p.m. She bosses me around to go to bed. Eight, between that, eight, like 8.30, 9.30, which I go to bed at 10 anyway. I mean, my room at nine o'clock settling down. She bosses me around and she whines. You're not doing that during the day, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh my so, gosh. Good luck. I'm
0: trying so hard to break them of their habits. They're 12 and 10 or 14 and 12, the dogs. And Kramer, of course, just doesn't know where he is at any moment. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: <laughs> but he's such a good boy. Um Sweet. He is a good boy and he's an outdoor cat. So he would bring home a lot of animals for us. Hell no. Yeah.
1: That cat got to go.
0: Oh no. Mm -mm. I would open the back back door. I'm like, Mike, Kramer has another mouse or a bunny. His his favorite was bunny.
1: You know, I'm only
0: telling you this now because you're reacting the way that you are. Yeah, I see that. And that's why I would not have one now
1: no yeah, no.
0: they they say that cats think that we're just big useless cats so they try to feed us that's why they bring animals to us
1: oh that's so sweet so no, see a- now I- you I-
0: feel better right
1: no I don't still don't want one no, can I-, I
0: just freak you out just one more thing before I ask you the next two questions I, I think
1: Liz like to torture me is what she's about to say <laughs> and because you don't live near me you can show me and I don't have a cat teasing is is my love language
0: for sure <laughs> um might not be a good thing but he would bring one to two bunnies a day to the back door he would eat all of it except for one back leg like a bunny you know rabbit's foot and an eyeball and of course the guts always a bunny's foot and an eyeball and I was like Kramer well, what? just finish it
1: that is so interesting <laughs> that's it's
0: not so even funny. enough for me to survive on I don't know why he doesn't just finish well, he's bringing you three times
1: uh, however often he feels like you need a snack. Just yeah. a snack. I mean, it's just a little snack. <laughs> wow, that is interesting and um, pass. Yeah, so
0: that's my Kramer. Anyway, <laughs> all that from your peaceful answer. All right. Yes. One book that you would recommend, life-changing,
1: something for someone to read. Absolutely, The Big Leap, hands down by Gabe. You mentioned
0: Lincoln. that earlier, yeah. Yes.
1: My favorite book, that was the book that taught me what it, it affirmed what it was I really wanted to do and how I wanted to be a coach. It also affirmed where I wanted to live and the life I wanted. It gave me activities to really help me live the life I desire and not to allow uh, my past or self-sabotaging to stop me. I love this book so much. I bought 10 copies. Do you give it away? I give it away. Yep. So um,
0: I am going to go on to Audible, which should be one of my sponsors because I mention them all the time.
1: Well, let, let's say this Liz, yeah. we are speaking Audible into existence to be a sponsor.
0: Okay, is it we Gay that. We that out there? Is this we it? it?
1: It's gonna happen. Yes, Easy. that's the it. Okay. It's phenomenal.
0: I'm buying it. Yes. Now let's start listening tomorrow when I go for my walk. Let me know what you think. I
1: it transformed my life.
0: Okay, it's in there. Sweet, the
1: congrats.
0: <laughs> All right, last question. Ready? I'm ready. Drum
1: roll, boom, 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 boom. boom.
0: <laughs> if money wasn't an object, what would you be doing with your life?
1: I answered this question to someone last week. Um, I used to work at the Nike employee store, so I live in Nike headquarters in Oregon. And I used to work there in a summer and I loved it. It was phenomenal to help people live a healthy life, encourage them to wear the best gear, talk about the activities they were doing, Um, being like a holistic coach essentially was what I was doing at night. And um, I loved it. If money was not an issue, I would do that for my job and I would travel as much as I want to. Good for you. Every other day.
0: Good for you. Oh my gosh. It's been so nice to talk to you.
1: Thank you so much. You too. I am so excited for your listeners. And here's my little mama starting to bark. Love it. So perfect timing. Perfect timing. She's just saying, hurry up, get
0: off of that thing, mama. Or who's outside. Let I What's that noise? <laughs> well, All right. It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, thank
0: you. I feel the same way. And um, my lucky listeners will get to um, access your stuff. I'll put all of the links in the podcast notes. And remember, yes. um, Janine here has her own podcast, Your Life, Your Rules. Oh my God, I got it right. I didn't even look at my notes. Like I
1: glanced, I glanced over, <laughs> but I couldn't find them. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, mess it up, it would have been okay because we embrace imperfection.
0: That's because right. It's perfect. All you. right. <laughs> Well, everyone else, I'll be back in just a moment. And thank you again, Janine. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at mainstreammeditation.com com. You can also follow mainstream coaching and wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is mainstream coaching and wellness. And here I am. I am back just came back to say one more time. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.